Thank you. And thank you, musicians. Do you know, I had a thought. If we all join the band, <laughs> we can all sing. You made it hard for us. You really, you know, you made it hard for us. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't it? It just goes against the grain. Sing great, wonderful hymns and songs and... <laughs> oh dear, strange, strange times. But let me make good use of my time now. I want to talk about moving from duty to delight as followers of Jesus. Duty to delight. I'm going to do what we always do, and that's come to God's word, his written and spoken word uh, to ordinary people and just look at that dynamic, what happens when, 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 when God speaks to ordinary people, when they engage with him and his word, and then I'm going to apply it to us this morning. And just, tr I, I trust, Lord, I, I pray, come and speak to us. Your word's alive. It's, it's living, and, and it's not, it can't be silenced, unlike us. It can't be silenced, and I... I pray, speak to us. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're, we're in Joshua, book of Joshua, and we're at chapter 5. And I'm just going to read a few verses from uh, uh, chapter 5, or was it chapter 4? Chapter 5, yes, it is chapter 5. Verse 6, and uh, here we go. The Israelites had moved about in the desert, the wilderness, for 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died, since they hadn't obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them they would not see the land that he had pro solemnly promised their ancestors to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place. These were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were uncircumcised because they hadn't been circumcised on the way, on the journey. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, when while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year they ate the produce of Canaan. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us? Or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell down to the ground in reverence and asked him, oh, well, What message does the Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals. The place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Duty to delight. Joshua has been with the, God, with the people of God. They've been going around in circles for years. Going around in circles. 40 years in the desert. They'd 
promised, they've been promised. <laughs> the, 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 the land of promise, milk and honey and vines and wine and and they're going around in circles, going through the rituals, going through the feasts, duty, duty. And Joshua had, had been here before. There he is standing within touching distance on the edge of, of the land of promise. They're, they're right there. And, and there's the, the vineyards and everything ahead of them, and they're not enjoying them. Because there's a, there's a challenge, there's an obstacle. How many of you know that being a Christian is a walk of faith? <laughs> we walk by faith, right? We... we, we we, ha- we, we need to, when we become a Christian, we might have the idea that as soon as we become Christians, oh great, everything will be fine. Give my life to Jesus, everything will be fine and no problems. And, and that, that's not what the Bible, quite how the Bible puts it. We're, we're called to follow Jesus. And there's always, there's always a cost, in a challenge in following Jesus. It's not always straightforward following Jesus, is it? Do you remember the rich young ruler? Jesus, what must I do to, 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 to make it, to, 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 to have eternal life? What must I do? I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done that. But Jesus looks at this man, and he could see that there was something else more important at the center of his life than Jesus. And it was money. He wanted success and all of those things. And so Jesus said, well... You've got to sort that thing out first if you really want to come and walk with me. And so sometimes we can be stuck in, in, we can be going around in circles, we can be stuck in duty because we're not quite ready to trust the Lord enough with our lives. Joshua had been there before. They'd been spying out the land. Wow, this is wonderful. Oh, but there's giants. There's some challenges here. We're not sure we can really trust the Lord with our lives here. So let's hold back. And so they held back and ended up with duty for 40 years, going around in circles. And we can do that, can't we? We can do that. I don't know if I can tr- quite trust God. I, I, I trust the Lord. I, I want to be a Christian. Yes, I, I understand Jesus died on the cross. I, I, I understand that, but I don't, I'm not sure I can entrust my, 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 my future, my, my, my career, I, I, you know, my, pop, my, my coolness. Some of us don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's not... You, 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 can, you can be laughed at. There was a little clip on the news the other day. Um, apparently Frank Skinner's become a Christian. Did you hear that? And he just made the point. It's, it's easier to be... To, you can be anything in this country. It's the hardest thing to be a Christian. <laughs> to be a Christian is not always easy, not straightforward. So here's... Joshua's been here before on the verge of of enjoying 
what it means to be in the land of promise, enjoy the journey, enjoying what, what God had for him. But, but because of the challenges, they, they, they held back. They weren't ready to, to go on. The theme of the book of Joshua is really this, the same as the book of Hebrews, let us go on. That's the theme of, the, of the, the book of Joshua. Let us go on. Let's press in. Let us move on from duty to delight. Let's, and, and I hope that's what you want in your Christian life. Maybe, maybe you've been a Christian a long time, and maybe you, you know, you've been going around in circles for years, and it, it, it doesn't warm your heart anymore. The book of Hebrews says this, we want each one of you to show the same diligence at the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We don't want you to become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what is promised. Are you inheriting what is promised? Are you enjoying the, the presence of the, of the Lord Jesus with you? Are you knowing have you got a, a deeper awareness of his love for you than the first day you decided to follow Jesus? Have you? There's obstacles. So how do you move from duty to delight? Well, okay, basically, you need a bigger vision of Jesus. You need a bigger understanding of who he is. Let's look here in verse 13. What does it say here? Now, Joshua was near Jericho. Okay, he's near Jericho, and he's looking up at this jolly city, this big obstacle in front of him, and he's thinking, right, this is my duty. What am I going to do here? How am I going to do this? How, how can I come through? He was preoccupied with, with his situation and he'd lost sight of who his Lord is. And look what happens. And he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his arm. This is scary. There's a man in front of him with a drawn sword in his arm. And he asked, are you for us or, or against us? Now, the, the NIV doesn't do very well. It, it, makes it, sort of, it makes it flow, and it says, well, neither. Actually, it, it, what it should read is, are you for us or against us? No. Wrong question. No. It's simply no. Are you for us or against us? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Now, let me just explain. What, is this an angel? No, it's not. Why? Well, because you don't worship angels. And he's told to take his shoes off because it's holy. Yeah? It's, it's, not, an, it's, 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 it's not an angel. It's what we call a theophany. It's, a, it's, it's, an, it's, it's God appearing. It's God coming down. It's God coming. It's a, what we call a pre-incarnation revelation of Jesus. Okay? It, God coming down, Emmanuel, God with us. God amongst men, that's Jesus. And so we've got, we've got, oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this. It's, this is a, before Jesus came, it's a pre-incarnation. It's, it's an appearing of the second person of the Trinity before he came. This is the Lord. 
this and 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 and, and this is this 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 is this is awesome. Do you know sometimes we we think I don't, I want a bigger vision of Jesus. Now please get me right. Stick with me. And we think all we want is a warm fuzzy. Oh, that's nice. Oh. What we really want is that overwhelming sense of who he really is. That's what makes a difference when we really catch a glimpse of who Jesus is. And so there's, there's Joshua trying to sort out his problem. How am I going to get through this now? I'm going to do my duty. How am I going to do it? And, and, and are you for us or against us? Um, Joshua, it's not your agenda that matters. It's my agenda that matters. And sometimes as Christians, it's all about our agenda. Oh, Lord, please sort this out for me. Could you sort that out for me? And Oh, this isn't quite right. How's that? Folks, your God's too small. He wants to open your eyes to who he is. Wow. And we see it through the Old Testament. You may, Isaiah. Do you remember Isaiah? Isaiah chapter 6, he caught a glimpse of the Lord. Whoa! Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts. Hosts is the armies of heaven. Hosts, army means hosts. Okay. So, Lord of the armies. God, you're awesome. The earth is filled with your glory. You're awesome. Overwhelming. Awesome. There's another appearing uh, theophany we find in the book of Daniel. Do you remember? Do you remember where it is? Where is it? It's, it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the fire. Like, do you remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They're in the fire, and suddenly there's someone else there. Woo! There's someone else there. You see, our extremities are God's opportunities. And you often find out, out, find that the Lord comes when you're running out of your earthly resources. We just sang it. You just sang it. When we come to the... As long as we're trying to get God to fit in with our agenda, oh, please sort this for me. Oh, why is this? Oh. Your God's too small. And you know, I believe with all my heart that in, right, in these days that we're in right now, what what we need, what the church of Jesus needs in this nation is a bigger vision of who the Lord is. In the Old Testament, it's the lion, the lion. Of, it's, it's, it's scary. The lion of Judah. You can read in the book of Amos, the lion has roared. Whoa, God, you're, whoa, you're the lion. And, and, there, and, and, and there's, there's Joshua, this, this, this man with the, the sword drawn. When we come into the New Testament, we find not only has Jesus come among us, we come into, I, I've got to, my time's running out, I'm going to jump straight into the book of Revelation, the vision of Jesus there. And you know, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Who's in charge of history? The scroll. Who, who's in charge of, of, of what's going on in the world? Listen to this. Don't weep, they said to me. 
the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's triumphed and he's able to open the seal. He's in charge of history. Next verse. Then I turned and saw a lamb that had been slain. The lion became a lamb. Jesus is the lion and the lamb. He's both those things. He's awesome. He's the lion of Judah. He's the promised one. He's the Messiah. He's the lion and he's the lamb. He's the lamb. And the reason you don't have to be terrified and fearful of the man with the sword drawn is that he became the lamb and went under the sword so that you can enjoy his presence. He, he, Jesus, the lion, he's God. He became the lamb and went under the sword so you and I can know him and come close. So you and I can find delight instead of duty. And did you notice in the verse, just before he met this man, do you know what, did you see what, what happened? They just had the Passover. The Passover, that's where the lamb was slain. They celebrated the Passover. And there's something lovely there. It says there in the Passover, verse 10, they are camping in Gilgal. They were camping there at Gilgal. And they, 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 were enjoy, they, they took the Passover. And Gilgal means, it, it means rolling, rolling away, rolling. That's what Gilgal means. And it says, Jesus, it says this there. It says, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. You see, you can go from duty to delight because of the Passover lamb who went under the sword so that your sin and your sense of not being good enough and feeling rubbish about yourself, that is rolled away. It's rolled away because of the blood of the lamb who went under the sword for you. <laughs> it's, dear, dear church, we're going to break bread in just a moment. In fact, why don't the musicians come up? We're going to break bread. The things that can take away your delight in, in being a Christian, the things that can take away your delight, first and foremost, your vision of the Lord Jesus is too small. The second thing is your guilt and your shame because you don't feel good enough and you feel you've got to try harder. Folks, this morning those two things can be dealt with. As we take communion, your sin's been rolled away because Jesus took it for you. He took it on himself, rolled away. But I want us to pray this morning as we take bread and wine. I want us to, I want, I want to, I dare you, I dare you. 
I dare you to, to, to pray this morning, Lord Jesus, I want a bigger vision of you. Please open my eyes. Open my eyes. I want to see the lion and the lamb. I, I, Lord, you might need to, you, you probably need to lay some things before him. Lord, I've been running to my own agenda. I've been doing life my way. Lord, I want a bigger vision of you. I want a bigger vision of you. You know, when revival comes, I'm sure you've read about revival. The last revival in this nation was in Lowestoft 100 years ago. What happens is, it's not, a war, it's not just a warm fuzzy. Oh, isn't Jesus lovely? I'm not, being, I'm not being disrespectful here at all. Quite the opposite. It's a case of, isn't he amazing? Awesome. The lion became the lamb, went under the sword to pay the price for my sin so I could come close. Oh, Lord, I pray this morning, please, come as we take the bread and the wine. If we've been going around in circles in a dry place, going through the motions of being Christians, please open our eyes this morning. Lord Jesus, you're alive. You're, you're awesome. And, and, and yet we can come close because of the cross. Lord, please, we want to move from duty to delight. And we can only do that by coming through the cross. As we take the bread and the wine this morning, please open our eyes to how majestic and awesome and wonderful you are, our Saviour. Come, Lord. We're going to take the bread and the wine now. You've got it with you. We're right there. Let's, we're going to sing a song now as... Well, we some of us are going to try not to sing a song, but the band are going to lead us. And when you take the bread, I want you to think of the lamb, the Passover lamb, the slain, the sword came upon him so that we can come near. His body broken for you. And the juice, it's the blood of Jesus shed for you so you can come close. Lord, please, bring us close. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of our heart. We offer ourselves to you as we take the bread and the wine.